right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know? Oh, um, this is Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Starring myself, Andrew. And his amazing mother, Mary. Strong words. I have to give myself kudos once in a while. Okay, well, yeah, I mean, I gave you nobody kudos. else is going to do it, right? I gave you kudos last week, so I give them to me this week. Oh, okay. Next week I'll insult you, and then the week after maybe I'll insult me. Maybe I'll insult you. Maybe I'll help you. <laughs> so this is episode six. I know, I'm super, super excited. I'm having so much fun with this. Yeah, it's good times. I know. We are super... I can't even express how excited I am. I don't even have the exact words. We are actually in seven states. There are people in seven states that listen to us. And one other country. And we are in two countries. So here's what I have to say to the other country. It's, it's the UK. You people need to step it up. And you need to get some competition with us Americans over here. Because I know, I know that there's more of you over there than there are over here. We'll see who can have the most, you know... Listeners, okay, which country? Come on. Let's let's think about this logically, okay? Um, Why start now? Is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> is it possible that they don't listen to us more because of the fact that number one, we're Americans, and they're smarter, and number two, they don't want to lower themselves to our standards? No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I had to think about that. Obviously, mm. I'm an American. I had to think about that one. <laughs> I mean. If they don't want to lower themselves to our standards, I completely understand. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that there's been a couple episodes already that people have wondered about their IQ by the time we were done. I'm fairly certain there's a couple episodes where people have wondered about our IQ after they were done listening to us. I'm pretty sure there's been a couple episodes where I've wondered about our IQ can't blame you there. No. Anyway, it's super exciting for me. Uh, well, that is good. I'm having so much fun. I totally, I totally enjoy this. And it's amazing doing it with you. I love watching you learn. And you do. And you're very good at the stuff you have learned. I try very hard. I know. I just, I love watching you learn it and do it. It's very, very, very cool. So... It's pretty windy over here today. Things are blowing around. I don't know how windy, but it's very windy. It's Pooh would say it was blustery. I would say it's extremely blustery. That's what I would say. So here's my question. You gave me an outline, as you do every day. Yeah. Why did you give me the clean one? I'm just going to spill coffee on it. Or something. Because I wanted us to match. And I know I won't spill it. <laughs> for that waiting for next week to insult me. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to move us on to our National Day segment. Yay! Would you like to start or would you like me to? I will start. Okay. Okay, so um, November 25th is National Blase Day, which is, is was started by French. 
And I, I honestly think that they are the smartest people in the world when it comes to something like this. A blase means it's you're just indifferent. You're bored with and you're unimpressed. So, translation, blah, 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 blah. Very good. Yay, look, I'm part of the smart people. I know. For just, I bet it hurt a little bit. I'm not telling you. <laughs> so, National Blase Day actually just gives us permission to not give a shit. Don't we already just celebrate that every day? I think a lot of people do, but you have to remember the important stuff, and you have to like not carry your blaseness a little too far. Like, don't forget to go to work. Don't forget to put your pants on before you go outside in public. Don't forget to stock your coffee cupboard. You know the important things in life. You know, people used to never complain about me not putting pants on when I went out to public. You're older now. Things aren't the same as they used to be. As one ages, and you were one like forgets to put on pants Six too. months old at that point in time. Still. Not <laughs> the point here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's a good day. Just don't give a crap about anything day. Like putting on pants. Okay. Now, my national day yeah. is Taiwan-on day. Ooh. And one would think that that might also include not putting on pants. Okay. I'm well, not sure where you're going yet, but typically okay. Typically, I'm, I'm all along for the ride. People take it as tying one on, as you know. Getting drunk? Getting drunk. That is exactly what and I And when you get drunk, you, you might forget lose, lose to put pants? on your pants. Most of the time, I'm wearing pants when I start drinking. I think you're doing it all wrong. But for those of you who would think that this day is all about getting drunk, you'd be wrong. All you oh. people would be wrong. Oh. That includes you, Maza. I am definitely in the wrong group. Maza? I don't think I like where this is going. <laughs> Taiwan on day is a day where you go out, you buy an apron. Oh, my gosh. You bake something. Oh, my gosh. Cookies, cake, pie, doesn't matter. You tuck a note of encouragement in the pocket of the apron or pin it to the apron. Then you wrap the wrap the baked goods in the apron. Oh my gosh. And you give it to someone in need <gasps> on Thanksgiving Eve. I love your day. This day was started by a best-selling author. And if I pronounce her name wrong, I don't care. I'm blasé like that. <laughs> Her name is Ellen Ann Giesel. She is the author of the book titled The Apron Book. I love that day. And that is all I've got for my day. That's it's kind of a amazing. nice day. Yep. Taiwanan Day. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. I guess it's considered a national day, but uh, I don't think it's well known. I would say not because we all, myself included, assumed wrongly on what that we knew what it was going to be. Because you know, the day before Thanksgiving, biggest bar night of the year. I love that day. So that instead of getting drunk, why don't you buy a freaking apron, wrap a baked good in the apron, and give it to somebody who needs it more than you do? Instead of being a big jerk and just getting yourself drunk. Oh yeah, and losing your pants in the process. Possibly. Or <laughs> not starting with pants to begin with, but hey, you know, to each their own. I love that day. Speaking of baked goods, 
Is there a forget your pants day? I should look that up at we some point. We will look that up. <laughs> you should write that down. Make a note of that. Yeah. We can research Forget that. my pants day. So speaking of baking, for the first time in quite a while since, uh, basic, I think since I went back to work. Because I was doing a lot of baking when I was off of work during the beginning of this pandemic. I spent the day baking and it felt really good. felt very, very, very so now I have all kinds of things to share and no ap- apron to wrap them up in. No, you're supposed to buy a new apron every time you do this. You know how much I share when I really, really, really bake. Oh it's yeah. a lot of apron buying. Did you do anything fun this week? I worked. A you lot. Okay. You usually do. That's my life story. I worked. Oh, okay. I counted a lot of ones. <laughs> um. Not everybody can be lucky and have stripper money. You're welcome. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Is it still considered a stripper if people are giving me the ones to keep my clothes on? And if it's not anti stripper money, non stripper money, anti stripper money, reverse stripper money. It's it's not in a strip club. I don't have anything good for them. So, to those of you giving me the ones, thank you so darn much. So last night we did girls' night and it was super fun. Yeah, we did. And that is that is just a night where you sit around and you have food if you want, drinks if you want, and you just do fun girl stuff and you make yourself. I guess you just pamper yourself a little bit. Should have done it last Wednesday on Princess Day. Should have done it while we were d- recording the podcast. Yeah, we should have. That would have been. That awesome. would have been hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Except our, I don't think. Wait a minute. 20 minutes is up. We have to go wash our faces. We'll be right back. <laughs> I would have edited the silence out just to save you guys the, the well, non-headache. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Just about self-care. And, and I think everybody, even guys, need that occasionally. You got to take care of yourself, your mental health. As well as your emotional and your physical health. I we feel like we don't call it uh, girls' day, though. Guys. No, guys don't generally go out and pamper themselves. They don't. They don't feel the need to pamper themselves. And no, we'd rather work on a car, play a video game, you know, work on a computer. We'd rather do stuff than make ourselves softer, question mark? Well, we are the more gentler sex. The gentler, softer sex? I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. Okay. <laughs> I guess it's just about perspective and guys' perspective of, uh, I don't know. I think everybody needs to take care of their mental health, and part of it is, you know, self-care. And periodically shooting people in the face in Call of Duty. If that is your version of self-care, so be it. If your version of self-care is tying one on, so be it. In apron, that is. Whatever works for you. So be it. Just take care of yourself. Um, so it's going to be a little bit late, but we're going to give a shout out to Tim for his birthday. We're going to do it on the air. So happy birthday, Tim. I hope it was an amazing, wonderful, fantastic day for you. Happy birthday, little buddy. He's bigger than you are. Happy birthday, little buddy. He's still my little brother, <laughs> my younger <laughs> brother. 
so happy friggin' birthday to, to you, you, you giant jerk. <laughs> Mom is currently your stand-in jerk. Ouch. <laughs> Look, I didn't wait until the week after you insulted me. Wow. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm just jumping the gun here. So, we have the holiday season coming up, and... I know that we said we were not going to be controversial, so I don't want to be controversial about all this. Then but don't be. Don't be. But we have the holiday season coming up, and I think we all need to just be a little bit careful with the COVID numbers rising and it hitting close to home. I just think we all need to be careful and think about others before our own wants and needs. Would you like to know what I think? Yes. <laughs> I think those jerk-offs that put up Christmas lights right after <laughs> Halloween are insane. Okay, we talked there about I this. understand that, but there's still another friggin' holiday, okay? There's another holiday. Let it go, people. Celebrate Thanksgiving, then put your Christmas lights up, you know, two days before Christmas. You're not killing anyone. And then leave them up all year long so no, you're don't ahead of the game for next listen. year. Why? Because you can. No. Because they're energy efficient. You know what's even more energy efficient? Not putting them up. It saves you energy and it saves on your light bill. Well, I'll just pay somebody to put them up for me then. You're still not saving energy because you're saving your energy, not that other person's energy. Maybe they don't care about their energy being saved. Maybe they like expending their energy. I don't. So stop I wasn't asking. <laughs> Alrighty. I won't put them up after Chris after Halloween anymore. I'll take them all down until Thanksgiving gets here. I don't have them up. <laughs> uh, another note. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Yay! When you hear this, it will be over with. We just yeah. record before you hear it. That's so a good point. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope that by the time you hear this, you are recovered from the tryptophan trip you took yourself on. Well, I guess a public service announcement about, you know, social distancing on Thanksgiving isn't going to do a damn thing. So I'm just going to leave that out. Okay. <coughs> <laughs> well, if they get this before Christmas, maybe they can just transfer it to the next holiday. And use it towards the next holiday. Like National attention span is low. Like rolling your leftover minutes from your cell phone over from month to month, you can just roll your public service announcement, announcement to the next holiday. Way to tell everybody how old you are. They stopped rolling over minutes because people don't usually have minutes anymore. It's oh. usually all unlimited. It's just data now. Oh. I'm old. <laughs> Hold on, let me go answer her rotary phone. <laughs> I know, I just updated. <laughs> <laughs> they finally started delivering the phone book. So, here's something that's really super cool. Super cool. My grandparents were married for 72 years. They lived in a little town of Ambridge, Pennsylvania. And they lived in the same house their entire married life. And they were two of the coolest people you ever saw. 
when we lost both of them, um, they still had their original rotary phone. Did they also have and the one on the wall that you had to crank and then, you know, like no. have to talk to the operator? <laughs> no. That would have no, been awesome. but they did. They still had a rotary phone, and they refused to update and get push buttons because the rotary one worked just fine. There was nothing wrong with it. And it just, there were some, they were two very endearing people. And you just don't argue. You, you just cannot, when you love someone, you just can't even argue that point. You just, you can't. I can. And I love all sorts of people. But I will argue anything if I feel so yeah, it the was need. Yeah, they still had that when they both passed away. Still had and it wasn't that long ago. I mean, right after I met Larry, we lost we lost my grandpa. So, like 12 years ago or so. So it was a while ago. I guess, I guess it depends on how you look at it. But I guess it does. It doesn't feel like it's been that long. Time keeps on ticking. Ticking. Mm-hmm. Ticking. So what are you drinking today, Andrew? I drink today because my stomach is not feeling the greatest. I chose some Jasmine Earl Grey tea. And it's pretty good. It's all I got. I have some blackberry sage tea. Comes from the Republic of Tea. And I, I actually do order a lot of stuff from the Republic of Tea. I like a large variety of teas and they have some amazing stuff there i drink cheapo stuff it's not the point i'm not fancy the Republic i can say blah 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 i don't the have Republic to say blase isn't expensive though i understand that because you know your mom i'm very frugal yeah so it's not about being cheap it's about enjoying what you drink any news for our listeners that we need to share same old, same old. I'm trying to make sure that the audio is as clear and clean as possible. I think last week's episode was amazing. You did a great, I mean, really, we did a really good job with it together. And then the little bit you had to clean up, you did a fantastic job. Well, I'm trying. Um, I'm not perfect. No, By no means will I ever be perfect. I was kind of referring to the change that you made today. So Andrew has absolutely no idea what the hell he's done for our, our listeners today. So I'm just going to tell you, okay? He had this brilliant idea of downloading the episodes way earlier on Sundays for you people to listen to. So you can listen to him before church. You can listen to him before breakfast. So, yeah, he changed the episode time. What time did you change it to, Andrew? Uh, we're going to start at, we're going to publish at 6 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. The reason being is because it drives me insane having to wait until Monday to look at the statistics on who the heck has listened to my freaking podcast, which is, you know, I think they're giving me us more credit than we deserve. I think they're telling us that people are listening just to see how dumb we get. (laughs) You could have a real possibility there. So do you have a story for us today, or are we just going to sit here and chit-chat? Well, chit-chatting's not bad. We're going to change things up just a little bit today. So we are starting to get messages um, on our Facebook and our Gmail. And thanks, guys, because it's really appreciated. It basically tells us that we're doing something interesting, we're doing something worthwhile, and you guys want to hear more. 
If you don't want to hear it. It also tells us somebody actually is listening. If you don't want to hear it, I don't want your message. Because that's depressing and you don't want to depress me. Then I cry and then the Kleenexes come out and then Andrew's like, <laughs> I'm leaving. Anyway, or I giggle. So <laughs> the story that is going to be covered today was suggested, is another one that was suggested by a listener. Um, super excited. Thank you, Lynn. Appreciated it. Started my research. I laughed so hard. And we're going to change the format up because actually what we're doing is we're doing a story on a new segment. So we're going to take you to Lane County in Florence, Oregon. And you have to look it up on the map. We learned that that's on the far midwest coast right on the ocean. So let's all travel back in time together. On November 12th of 1970, the Oregon Highway Division had a problem. There was an eight-ton sperm whale that washed up on a beach. It was dead, and they needed to remove it. It had been there for a week, starting to smell. So we watched the news segment, and in the news segment, you see the citizens coming out to check out this whale because you don't just get to see them. And they're holding their noses while they're checking them out because it doesn't smell good. Now, I made Andrew watch this with me because I didn't want to be the only one with this knowledge in my head. And so he did. Well, clearly we're not the only ones who watched it, considering it was a listener request. That is true. Good point. Very good point. So, so we're going to start with a reporter. Okay. His name is Paul Lindman. He introduces us to the whale. He's doing the he is the one that does the actual news segment. And he starts out by informing us that Oregon has a whale of a problem on their hands. They have this 8-ton, 45-foot sperm whale washed up on the beach, stinking pretty bad. And clearly we have to remove this. Yeah. So we meet the reporter. He's wearing a suit. He has a bright yellow shirt, bright yellow tie. You can see the whale in the background, baking or basking. I'm not sure what it was doing in the Oregon sun. The whale, this is kind of important, is perpendicular to the shoreline with his head farthest away from the water. Which to me, after listening to the whole story, that's an important fact to know. Oh yeah. As we go into details. It is incredibly important to know. Whales at one time must have actually washed up regularly. But the reporter tells us, quote, it had been so long that no one could remember how to get rid of one, unquote. And my question is, don't they have a guidebook somewhere? Maybe they should check in the filing cabinet under abandoned wildlife or something? Possibly. You know, to me, even though I'm not a maritime person, like I've stated in previous podcasts, it seems pretty simple how to remove it. Seems simple to me, too. But, uh... Let's find out. We're not engineers. No. That's why that's no, why we can't figure out. I don't think it requires out. an engineer to figure out how to remove <laughs> a whale carcass. I, I wouldn't either, but, Personally. you know, and to me, if you've removed one whale as big as they are, one would think that you would have some written directions or someone would remember how they went about doing it. Eight tons, 45 feet. It's pretty big, right? That's freaking huge. Can you bury that? No. You can. Well, you can, but they figured they couldn't bury it deep enough that it wouldn't become unburied. So now you have a 
half-unburied stinking carcass, and how, honestly, do you prevent that smell from coming up through the earth if you could bury it deep enough? But that's, that's a lot of whale. A lot of whale. It is. That okay. is a lot of whale. And it just seems like a lot of time, effort, energy. So then they decided that they couldn't cut it up and bury it. Nobody wanted that job. It's junk. <laughs> my question is, why didn't they call Mike Rowe? That is a darn good question. That was my first thought. Call Mike Rowe. I he mean, he does do everything nobody wants to do. I know. He does dirty jobs. That's, that's, that's his life's work. Call Mike Rowe. Is that still playing? I don't know. Because um, he had that one, and then he had one on CNN, too, that someone's got to do it. So I don't know if that's still playing or not. I did not think to, to check that out. No, that yeah, was well just my first obvious thing is call right. Mike Rowe. I know. I mean, there's always somebody who'll do it. I know he's not doing it right now um, because he actually has a podcast he does from his home. And he does it for his mother. He does his podcast for his mother. I've seen a couple episodes, and he's he's kind of humorous. He has a good sense of humor. Well, he, he always has. And he obviously really cares about his mom, which is really sweet and touching. So I know he still he hasn't died yet, which is important. Well, thank God for that. I know. Otherwise, nobody would get rid of this whale carcass, right? Yeah, we still haven't decided how we're going to get rid of it. Good point. So then the engineers, there's a whole group of engineers from the Department of Transportation of Oregon, decided that they couldn't burn it either because, I don't know, they didn't tell us why. I assume you could burn a whale. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I would think so. I wouldn't, like, douse it with gasoline and <laughs> throw a match there. Why not? Um, that's a big whale. How much it gasoline? It is a big whale, How but it is also... I don't care. How much gasoline do we go through driving Hummers? We're not smelling those fumes. Yes, we are, technically. We just can't smell that we're smelling them. We can't them. smell that we're smelling them? We can't smell that we're smelling them. Yes, I'm Point. I'm riding that one. Don't ride the whale. Not the whale, no. No, the whale's stinky. I assumed you could bury you could burn a whale because Eskimos used whale blubber oil to light their lamps. And that's just a well-known fact that they get a lot of oil out of whale blubber. So to me, a whale would burn well. Yep. For a long time. One would think. You could be you could heat a lot of homeless people up. Instead of their little garbage cans, they could all stand around the whale and stay warm. You could use it as a beacon so that ships didn't strand themselves on your beach because you would be able to see I it from like the that's distance. That's not much of a problem though already. Preventative measures. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> You're taking my thing. Now, the method that I thought of is practical, I think. Um, okay, let's, let's throw it out there. In the midst of the ocean, uh, when a whale dies in the ocean and is found by carnivorous species. Yeah, I mean, the ocean takes care of its own. It's kind right. of self-cleaning, I so guess, in that way. Why? If something dies, something else eats it. Could you have, in fact, figured out a way to, like, put a toe strap around this thing and drag it back into the ocean and let the ocean take care of it? To me, that would be a sensible solution. That is definitely what I'm thinking. My only thought on that that means that makes it not work 
well is that after basking in the sun for a week and stinking and rotting, if you perhaps put your boat out there and you run a chain up to the shore and you wrap the chain around the tail and you start pulling, what if you just yank the tail off? Mm. What are you going to hook it to next? What if the tail just falls off because it's okay, already so rotted? <coughs> varying sizes of chains and what you do is, or lengths, not <coughs> sizes, varying okay. lengths of chain. And you go around several different portions of the whale, so you're pulling the same weight just from several different points. So you're less likely to tear the thing into pieces. That just makes too much sense, which means we Americans can't do it. It makes total sense. We Americans, no, no, put that off the table. Probably would have done that in the UK. Because <laughs> 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 They're all going, yeah, we already have. <laughs> the stupid Americans. <laughs> I don't think that's an English accent, but go on. You stupid Americans. So, we've gone over how they could have taken care of this, or I guess the way they discovered that or thought that they couldn't. How, in fact, can we take care of this? Well. Or how did we take care of this? We have these engineers from the Department of Oregon's transportation unit. And we'll tell you their decision right after this. Hey, Andrew. Yes, Mom? Let's give a really big shout out to Anchor. They host our podcast. We went to Anchor, set up our account. They walked us through all the steps. It was so easy. Anchor is actually an all-in-one platform where you create, you distribute, and you monetize your podcast for free. With Anchor, you can do everything you need right on one website. You can create, record, edit, add music, and add your cover art. You name it, Anchor has it. So once Andrew is done editing all of our episodes, we set up the distribution schedule. Anchor publishes it us for us for free on multiple platforms. Anchor also helps you find sponsors for your podcast so you can finally start making some money. They have everything for free from start to finish. And the really cool thing is they make it so easy for us beginners. Thanks so much, Anchor. So just hop on o over to anchor.fm and start your own podcast. Welcome back. So, Alrighty. we were discussing the group of engineers hired by the Department of Transportation. Oh, yes. To oh, yeah. figure out how they were going to remove remove this whale carcass. Dead, stinking. I, I think the word carcass already tells them that it's dead. sperm whale carcass. Their, their solution was to blow it up. My question is, you got an entire group of men who are engineers, and generally engineers are really smart men, and that's the best, that is truly the best they can come up with. We're going to blow it up. Okay, oh, wait, 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 wait. Maybe wait. they just wanted to blow something up. Yeah. I've seen um, I mean, admittedly, as a guy, I don't work with explosives, but I would still love what to be able to blow something up. What is that show with Jamie and the other, Jamie and Adam? Mythbusters. Where they love blowing stuff up. Oh, Perhaps Every guy loves blowing stuff up. Perhaps they should have contacted Mythbusters. I don't think that was around in the 70s. 
probably not. I know Adam was around. Well, yeah, Jamie Heineman he and Adam Savage, they were both around, but I believe they were working as prop developers or something. Yeah, I think they still probably could have done a better job removing oh, the Oh, yeah, definitely. Carcass. Most definitely. And they like to blow stuff up. And they probably like to blow stuff up then, too. So, here we go. Shout out to Mythbusters. Love you guys. I know you're not listening, but I still love them. Me, too. They're fun. I like the older episodes way better than the new ones. I liked it when it was just the two of them or three of them. Yeah. I think they brought too many people into it. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. So they decided that they need to blow the whale up. They're going to use dynamite. They bring in 20 cases, which is a half a ton of dynamite. That's 1,000 pounds of dynamite. Sounds like overkill to me, but I am just a common sense for woman and what do I know? I don't have an engineering degree. You're also not in the 70s currently. You're right. Hard to be in the 70s when it's 2020. Yeah. Hard to be. So You know, when the b- world's biggest problem was how do we get rid of this whale carcass, not hey, if I leave my house, I might die. Good <coughs> point. Yeah. I'd rather have the whale carcass. Me too. So their thought was that they'd blow it up, the carcass would just disintegrate, and the scraps would be taken care of by seagulls and other small ma- animals. And our reporter tells us that the seagulls are ready. The seagulls have been on standby all day. And he panned the, sea- the, the sky and hundreds of seagulls. They are ready. Of they're course they are. They're ready to do their job. But what scares seagulls? Loud noises. I don't know. They generally, I mean, if you honk your horn, they leave, and then they just come back. Because they want that french fry from that you're throwing out your car window more than they're worried about you honking your horn at them. I don't condone throwing french fries at seagulls. I just say you threw them at the seagulls. Maybe you just threw it out your window on the parking lot because you're a litterer. Because you're a jerk. Because you're a litterer. All right. So they haul in the dynamite. We see the dynamite being hauled in. On a trailer, which looks like it's being towed by a golf cart. Have you ever tried driving a golf cart? No. Those things are freaking awesome. I have not driven a golf cart. Although, the the golf cart that I was in, I still don't feel, I feel like it doesn't have enough power to pull a trailer full of dynamite. A thousand pounds of dynamite? Yeah, no. I I just, I feel like that's not right. I don't think they're meant to do that, but that's what it looked like they were driving. Okay. So then the reporter has a little interview with George Thornton. He's a highway engineer. He, he is not just a highway engineer. He, he is He is the highway engineer that is in charge. Of this project. Of this project. He is the man who okayed the idea. To blow the to whale. To blow up a whale that's, mind you, right next to the ocean Perpendicular. But it's still right next to the ocean. Yes, it, it, it really is. It really and is. And instead yeah. of just putting it back in the damn ocean and letting the ocean take care of it, we're going to blow it up. Men like to explode things. They do. Okay, that's, yeah. So we talked to him, the reporter talks to him. We get to meet George. He works for the Department of Transportation. He's like one of their head engineers. He's in charge of this project, as Andrew said. He is very 
very confident that this project plan has a high level of workability. 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 I've never heard that word before. It's de- I mean, I, I'm not an English major. It's definitely possible that it's part of the English language. So you're not a maritime expert. You don't fly airplanes. You're not an English major. I'm not even sure you do anything. I don't. Okay. I sit here. I talk to you. Okay. I interrupt you. Okay. I get on your nerves. I'm fairly certain I get on the listener's nerves. Okay. That's my job. And I'm damn proud of it. So, yeah. I also deliver pizzas. (laughs) 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 So, if you call and order a pizza, ask for Andrew to deliver it. (laughs) So... The reporter's talking to George. He's doing a little interview with George. And honest to God, as he's talking to the reporter, all I can see is this image of Tim Conway. And anyone that watched the Carol Burnett show knows exactly who I'm talking about because he's talking exactly like the old man that Tim Conway used to play. Same tone of voice. Same slowness. And I like it for real or not in the charge of this project. You can't be. You can't be. You don't have enough brain cells to be in charge of this project. At this point in time, we learn that a gentleman by the name of Walter Umenhofer enters the picture by accident. And Mr. Umenhofer, having worked with explosives and sand in the military as his profession, he attempts futilely to let Mr. Thornton know that this plan was stupid, and stupid is my word. George just informed him it wouldn't work. He was polite. I say stupid. George Thornton, having currently working for the Department of Transportation and being head engineer, totally disagreed and continued on with his plan. He's a guy. He wants to blow something up. He does, and you can't tell him he's wrong. Well, no, he's not wrong. Because it's it's a wonderful plan. Explosions. All right. We will meet Walter later in this story. Walter's my friend. I like Walter. I like Walter, too. He's awesome. Walter seemed like a cool dude. I know. He has, like, an amazing sense of humor, and he laughs a lot. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and what really happens in this story, and good it memory. doesn't even sound like he was angry about it. It was just, I know. like, I, I told you so. And you didn't listen. Like, you're my child. And I told you that if you don't tie your shoes, you're going to fall down. You fell down. Smash your face in. It'll be okay. And that was his whole attitude. And he just laughed. Of it course. Awesome. I like Walter. We're friends. Yeah, Walter was cool. George is an idiot. Walter's cool. So when the reporter questions George about whether this is going to be a one-day project, George says, well, that depends on the results of the explosion. If there are any large chunks of carcass left, they may have to set another charge. And all I can think of right now is, dear God, don't give this man more dynamite. Don't. Don't give this man more dynamite. It's like giving Tim Conway dynamite. So next, the reporter, you know, our friend Paul, because we have a lot of friends in this story. He explains to us that the dynamite's going to be placed in such a way as to blow the whale into the water. Oh, wait. 
we're blowing the whale into the water. We are not going to push the whale into the water. We're not going to tow the whale into the water. We're going to blow it into the water. What what could go wrong with this plan? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong with this. <laughs> Nothing at all. Because our friend Walter Umenhofer is clueless. Walter's the smart one. I know. <laughs> George just Sarcasm. Oh, got it. Sorry, I thought you were going to insult our friend there. So while the reporter is telling us where the dynamite's going to be placed, the camera is showing us the men that have are taking it off of our golf cart trailer and putting it around the whale. My observation on this is that we see a man carrying a case of dynamite to put it into place by the whale. He is wearing only a hard hat for protection, and he appears to be wearing dress shoes on his feet while walking in sand. Very professional. Seems to know what he's doing. <laughs> only in the 70s. <laughs> only, only in the 70s. All right. So moving on in our new segment, the reporter now explains to us and points out that there are about 75 to 100 bystanders in the nearby sand dunes because they're having picnics. They're bringing chairs. They're like spectators at a sporting event. It's amazing. Who doesn't want to watch a live explosion? Anyone with common sense. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so... We have all the bystanders. They're having their picnics. They brought their chairs. So at this point in time, the seagulls are ready and the spectators are ready. Everybody's ready. They're going to blow the whale up and everybody's ready. Oh, but for their own protection, they are now moved a quarter of a mile away to the top of the sand dune. Our favorite reporter, he then tells us, and this is a quote, quote, the sand dunes. They were covered with spectators and land-loving newsmen, shortly to become land-blubber newsmen. For the blast, blasted blubber, beyond all believable bounds. End quote. Can you say that ten times fast, please? I had a problem saying it once, and it wasn't fast. I know. And I did see, I did see a later interview that was done about 25 years after this incident, and and Paul tells us that he had to practice that line so many times for that interview just so he could say it right, and it, it hundreds of times he said. I thought that was funny. So, back to the news segment. At this point in time, they're ready. They're going to They blow up the whale. They start the countdown. Yeah, they give you 10 seconds. They blow the whale up. We want to point out at this point in time that the weathermen said it would be windy, and the wind was blowing inland. Don't see a problem with this. Don't see a problem with the plan. Probably should have talked to the weathermen. So now in the news segment, you hear some oohs, some ahs, oohs, wheeze. It's kind of like going to the fireworks. One woman cries out, look at that, and she's really super excited. Another woman says, okay, Fred, you can take your fingers out of your ears. Here comes pieces of the whale. Then you start to hear screams, and you hear cries as people start to run because the whale is now raining down upon the crowds of onlookers. <laughs> and you can hear 
the whale hitting the ground on film. <laughs> you watch. Until the cameraman turns off the camera. Because he's running for survival. <laughs> he is quote unquote running for his survival. <laughs> because huge chunks of whale are falling everywhere. <laughs> saw footage of this <laughs> we heard we <laughs> we heard the whale hitting the earth <laughs> we can't make this up so of course not only are there chunks but now a clear day has turned into a rainy day a red mist <laughs> as as walter later said there was red, there was gray, there was black everywhere. <laughs> no one was left unscathed. <laughs> so the spectators were evacuated due to falling whale meat and the overwhelming smell. The biggest damage we found out, the reporter told us, was done to a car that was parked a quarter mile away when a three-foot chunk of whale debris fell on the roof and totally caved it in. I think this is a good time to point out that this car belonged to our beloved Walter Rumenhofer. <laughs> the only car that got damaged belonged to the guy that said, don't do this. <laughs> Was he angry? <laughs> no. <laughs> he did say that he had actually just purchased the car several months earlier. He did tell us that, and he was really sad because he really loved this car. But he wasn't angry about it, which just endears him not a little bit more. Not in the interview. I mean, at the time, he might have been a little upset about it. He didn't say no. he was angry at no. this time, but it's it's hard to tell. He just, But his personality just says, you know, I might be mad about this at the time, but tomorrow... It's a car. I'm going to be giggling. <laughs> we love Because how many people can walk into a bar and say, my car was crushed by a whale. <laughs> that is true. That's our friend Walter. So then our reporter friend tells us, quote, fortunately no human was hit as bad as the car. However, everyone on the scene was thoroughly covered in small particles of dead whale, end quote. He also tells us, as for the success of the effort, the seagulls, remember them? They're our cleanup crew. They were on standby. They were ready. Yeah. Yeah. Remember them? Uh-huh. Okay. Are nowhere in sight. <laughs> Having been scared off by either the explosion or kept away by the smell. <laughs> I don't think they cared about the smell so much as I think the explosion scared the crap yeah, out see, of them. Yeah, see, to me, so part of the raining bits all the time. Part of the raining bits might not have been dead whale. Ew. Can you imagine being a seagull and you're like, oh my god, there's a dead whale. i got to wait for everybody to be gone. You Just think maybe they scra thing. scared the poop out of the seagulls? And <laughs> then your dinner explodes. <laughs> At that point, pardon my French, but I think I might shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think the seagulls probably did. As the new story ends, we watch... As crews with bulldozers push the remaining pieces to be buried. Not not back into the ocean? No, they still do not, do not put 
focus back into the ocean, even though they were blowing it up towards the ocean. So we're watching the bulldozer pushing the remaining carcass because the whole thing didn't even blow up. We still have a chunk that looks like it's a third to a half of the whale. There's also a chunk on a car. (laughs) And they're going to bury this. Our reporter, who has really done a good job being serious through this whole thing. I have no idea I don't know how he did it. I I don't know how he did it. And he did a really well professional job. There was no word like stupid, idiot, idiotic, insane. Those words never entered his, exited his lips. So our favorite reporter, Paul Lindman, leaves us with, quote, It might be concluded that should a whale ever wash ashore in Lane County again, those in charge will not only remember what to do, but certainly what not to do, end quote. That sounds like a really nice way of saying that this was a really dumb idea. Someone needs to write down instructions. They need to start a file, whale washing up on beach dead under the W, so for people idiots. can find it. Or Sorry, for dummies. And they need to put an f- instructional file, in an instruction paper in there on what to do. Don't blow it up with dynamite. Don't blow it up with dynamite. <laughs> so brings us back to Walter because we love Walter I like Walter he's our friend the owner of the collar was totally destroyed Walter which we already told you was actually fully reimbursed about two days after the incident by the state of Oregon they actually cut Walter a check for the full retail value of the car that he when he paid for it which well I thought was awesome you know if, if I mean maybe they didn't get it on camera but the guy told them It's a bad idea. Don't do it. So do you think, knowing what the outcome was going to be, because he did do this for a living? And potentially, I mean, this guy could have been looking out for the safety of other people. He might not have even been there to see the explosion, because let's face it, having a profession in that field, fairly certain he dealt with them. Yeah. Yeah, he was used to working so with explosives. So he doesn't need, he, I mean, it's not exciting for him to watch an explosion, or as exciting. It might still be exciting, but it wouldn't have been exciting for him or as exciting. Maybe he was just concerned about the safety of other people. I mean, th- this really is conjecture point. on my point, or on my part. It's a really good point. It's ser- seriously, it is. I mean, he did try to get them to not blow the whale up, knowing that their idea wasn't had no real workability according workability workability that is um the word for the week guys workability Wor- workability that into your vocabularyism <laughs> i got nothing <laughs> i think mr thornton was a little blasé about his job <laughs> what happened to mr thornton Oh, my goodness. Speaking of so the intelli- intelligence of the human race. <sighs> For God's sakes. When questioned afterwards about whether he felt like this had workability, he returns with the conviction that the job went well and he was it was a complete success. Therefore, Ish. they promoted him. I don't know what they promoted him to, but he did get a promotion. He's just over there shaking his head. <laughs> I got nothing. I've got absolutely You blew a whale up. Nothing. You covered hundreds of people probably. 75 to 100 bystanders. At least. With whale guts. 
and whale blood and whale intestines and whale brains and whale skin and innards and God only knows what the whale ate before it died. Possibly seagull poop. I'm you high probability seagull poop. People who said they couldn't get it out of their nostrils, they smelt like whale for weeks, and you get a promotion. You destroyed a man's car, and you get a promotion. <laughs> Welcome to America. No kidding. <laughs> I feel like maybe in the UK that guy would have been fired. I feel like the UK might be smarter than we are. So, is that the end? Not quite. Because the story died down. It went away. And about 25 years later, it resurfaced. And obviously, in 2020, it has resurfaced again. Because of the internet, the Oregon Department of Transportation was still getting calls 25 years later, when the, when the story resurfaced, from outraged citizens who were certain that this event had just happened and how dare they. How dare they allow things like this to happen? Because reading Beyond Exploding Whale to 1970 is <laughs> too damn hard. Too difficult. And obviously in 1995, and you're watching a new segment from 25 years, it's super obvious that this is definitely from the 70s. If you look at the people's dress and hairstyles and, and cars and everything, you can definitely tell that this is from the 70s. So that is our story of the exploding whale of Oregon. Thank you, Lynn. It was fun. It was a really fun and funny story. So did you learn anything, Andrew? Don't blow up whales as long as the wind is, you know. That's what gets me is like, hey, why wouldn't you check with the weatherman to see which way? And why wouldn't you just figure out where the wind was blowing? Even, exactly, even if you don't check with the weatherman, can't you feel the wind on your face? Yeah, because watching the air, we did get to watch the actual explosion. And the whale goes up. And there's like this giant mushroom cloud of whale. Explosion. Let's just go with explosion. up in the air. There is a, a mushroom cloud explosion. And it's all whale ockiness up there. And then you see the wind come along and start to blow it through the air. This is the 70s. You can't tell me nobody was smoking a cigarette. Oh, good point. Because you know where the wind's blowing if you have a cigarette. Yes. You damn right you do. <laughs> I mean, if you, if for some god-awful reason every single person, every engineer on that beach couldn't feel the wind, they all had no sense of feeling. <laughs> if they could not feel the wind, at the very least somebody was smoking. Oh, you're right. You are right. That's what really, it just, it, the whole thing just kind of floors me. It was a fun story to do, though. We had a lot of fun picking it apart. Okay, yeah, I had a did. lot of fun picking it apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this story is just... It's insane. Definitely speaks to the intelligence of the average American. <laughs> My God, that's an awesome way to put that. <laughs> no, no, I, I stand by it. That is the average intelligence of the average American. Truth in journalism. I truly believe that the idea of common sense does not exist in America anymore. Uh, we have lost common sense and just gone to sense because it's not common. No. No, you're right. It's not. It is not. That is the story of our exploding whale. Thank you again, Lynn. Um, 
and everybody else who may have stopped by and lent us their ear. Oh my gosh, I hope you really enjoyed this story as much as we enjoyed doing it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was fun. <laughs> so for anybody else who might have, well, even you, Lynn. So for anybody who may have another suggestion, you can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know or at tmsidntk at gmail.com. We are also located on Twitter at TMSIDNTK. So yeah, we welcome your suggestions, your ideas, your comments. You know, um, we want to make this a little bit different every week. We want to give you not the same old boring shit that you listen to that you might hear on the news. We want to give you new shit, fun shit. So yeah, give us, hit us up with your ideas and stuff. I mean, bring them on. We kind of take it as a challenge. If you enjoyed your short stop with us today, and I feel like everybody who did, or... They did. They did. It's my new reality, and they loved it. Well, and they're going to come did. back and stop with us again. But I'm just saying, okay, so we have like 10 regular listeners at this point. We actually had extra ones. We had somebody new that, today, too. Like regularly, we have 10 regular listeners, and I feel like any of them have actually already started to follow the podcast so we've had a couple really if good we do have new listeners please feel free to follow the podcast we would love your comments as long as they're not stupid <coughs> we would love leave us a rating and a review because that. that's actually how we get a little bit of rec recognition um that's how we get our sponsors that's how we get to move up in the charts and say hey we're actually we're actually there. We're getting there. Uh, By chart, she means the pie chart she keeps on the wall. Not the pie I put in my mouth. No. Because those disintegrate rapidly. So you can obviously always find us on Anchor. And Spotify. And Breaker. Google Podcasts. Pocket Casts. And Radio Public. Obviously, as said in the beginning of this show, it is hosted, co-hosted, by myself and my mom, Mary. Yeah. All the editing is done by myself, and the cover art is done by my mom, Mary. So be safe, everybody. And if you're going to roll your eyes, don't do it out loud. <laughs> Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>